I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do a proper introduction that even like is deserving um, of this one. But from the moment I chatted to Keely after the Compact Classic, like it's just crazy how you can connect with people so quickly um, and just cut through like the bullshit. <laughs> and the stuff that she's spoken about on this podcast, like, I'm just blown away by, and I hope that all of you really stop, think, and take notes. Because every single time I seem to talk to Keely, she really makes me think and reflect on my own things and my own life, um, which I think is just so beneficial and so helpful. And I have nothing but respect for the girl, and I really do thank her for coming on and speaking about this stuff and just being so open and honest like this is the sort of episodes that like kind of remind me why I do the podcast in the first place so Keely massive respect for you for doing this I am just completely blown away by you continue to be and welcome to the team as well my lovely and it's worth noting as well, guys, that this podcast is in collaboration with my sister brand, who is Compaq. Compaq is the competing store for everything that you need leading up to your show. And not just that, it has all the information, all the tools that you will need to bring the best physique to the stage. So head over to www.compact.store or head over to Compaq Women or Compaq Men on Instagram and yeah, support the sister brand and we'll see you guys in this episode. So when did you get back from um, international shows? So yeah, I went to Budapest on last Thursday. We left at like three in the morning. Oh, it was, yeah, I'm not a morning person. We only had like two hour nap, like mm. it was, it um, and then we arrived back Monday so yeah we came back Monday um, there was loads of traffic because of that the, the protests that, that are going on so the um, bridge was like shut off so it, but to be fair it only took us like a couple hours to get back okay. so it wasn't it wasn't too bad yeah how was the show tell me everything it looked like you guys had like the best time you know what right I'm gonna be 100% honest with you yeah. it's what I thought it was going to be in terms of competing for the first time abroad um, and there's a number of factors that led up to that point mm. so on the Wednesday I was out um, at Blue Water and I got a phone call and um, someone quite close-ish to me had um committed suicide unfortunately so yeah I had like a massive breakdown in blue water um and I went from like being over the moon so excited like just feeling so many good feelings to like literally within one phone call and I'm like I feel numb like I literally went from feeling so good to feeling so numb mm-hmm. um and throughout that weekend I'm not gonna lie like my emotions were like all over the place like one minute I was like really happy and I was like excited 
And then the next I was like stropping in my bedroom, like with the covers over me, mm-hmm. feeling bad for feeling good, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a whirlwind of an emotional time out there. Like I did have a lot of fun, don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely loved the experience and like I can't wait to do it again. But it wasn't the experience that I thought I was going to have going into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was definitely, yeah, a, a different experience than, than what I thought. But you know what, like having Joanna there, having Harry there, like Harry was such a massive support. Like when I like because I remember the first check in I did out there. Um, he had to wake me up like I wasn't sleeping very well so he come in he's like you need to get up you need to do your check-in I'm like okay okay so I like get up start to do my check-in and then I'm just like I don't want to do this I don't want to do this he's like what what what, wait what do you mean I was like I don't want to do this I like went back into my bedroom took my heels off grabbed my duvet and I literally dropped like like a little kid I'm not joking you I like put my duvet over my head and I was just bawling my eyes out Mm -hmm. like he was like like obviously he knew what was wrong anyway because we had a previous chat before going out to Budapest and um he came and he came in and he sat down at the end of my bed like dad and he was like do you want to talk about it and I was like I don't know I don't know what I need I don't know what I need right now and he was like okay and he was like I just want you to do one thing. I want you to think about how you would feel if you don't do this show. Because he said to me, Keith, when you found out the news, you called me straight away and you said, Harry, I need to do this show. I need to do it. So you need to think about how you'd feel if you don't do this show. Do you want to feel like that and then continue to feel that way and have those feelings hanging over you? Or do you want to get the fuck up, do your check-in with me, and we will keep pushing through? And I, like, poked my head out, and I looked at him, and I was like, okay. And I, like, swung my duvet off. I got up, and, yeah, I did my check-in, and I started to try and see things from a different point of view and a different perspective. And even though I'm someone who really struggles to deal with emotions, like, like, all of my emotions I really struggle to deal with, I really struggle to, like, regulate them and whatnot. Um, So... I was I was like you know what I needed that I needed that like that little switch of like how are you going to feel after if you don't step on this stage we've come all the way out here you've been planning this for months how are you going to feel just and just because at the moment you don't feel how you thought you was going to feel do you want to feel worse after I was like well no I don't I don't want to do that like so yeah, like he really did push me that weekend, and he kept me very, very like level-headed and very grounded. Um, How do you feel then? Because you've got all I could think of when I'm listening to you is like, God, like emotions are already going crazy anyway when you're like peak week, and like mm-hmm. with these sort of stuff, like that can completely like throw you. So I remember when my granddad passed away, and I remember my husband really being really poorly on peak week I remember sitting there being like do I just literally eat that bar of chocolate that's literally all I could think of I was like should I just literally fuck this whole thing off and like your head literally feels like it's like a tennis ball in your head and it's just going back and forth back and forth back and forth and like how do you feel now with like the po- obviously right now you have usually like the tens of like post-show blues but how does yeah. that feel on another level knowing what you've kind of had to process 
at the same time as everything else? I'm still trying to process mm. if I'm on it. Like it's it's hard. It is hard. Like when you think of competing, like you can't you don't look at it as a job, right? You don't like, especially as an amateur, you don't it's like for amateurs, it's not a job. Mm. And me and Harry was having this conversation when we was out there, like as an amateur, you don't look at it as a job. So you don't look at it like, you know, if you're sick or if you don't feel very well or whatnot, you can just book time off and then come back to it. Like, you can't do that with prep. You can't book off some annual leave, take some time out, and then be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back and, and compete in two weeks. Like, that's just not how it works. So you have to be conscious of, like, okay, what are my goals for me? And if my goal really is to compete or to get my pro card or for this then you have to like kind of separate your feelings in a way and look at it as a job like look at it as I need to show up I need to do my checkers at this time I need to eat this I need to drink this amount of water like and I've tried to really and this is like all aspects of my life as well like I've tried to really not let my emotions dictate my actions because for a very long time in my life I did do that I let my I let my feelings take over my actions and for a long time I couldn't control what I was giving out when I was feeling these certain things like when I was feeling upset when I was when I was going through like depression and you know breakups and all that sort of stuff I would literally be like it is what it is let me eat let me do this let me go out drinking let me you know let me try and mask it cover it hide it push it down all the way and like nothing else mattered and I would just spiral and this was like the first challenge for me really in seeing how much I've really grown as a person in terms of like how I'm gonna control my actions mm. how will that help me also figure out my feelings alongside that while still being able to work towards a goal still being able to put a hundred percent into something that means so much to me mm. because sometimes and um, it may just be for me it could be for other people as well but when we get some sort of bad news or when we're going through a hard time in life when we're struggling when things aren't going our way we do tend to lack with our actions we do tend to stop putting in a hundred percent because you're right emotionally sometimes you can't your emotions get the best of you sometimes and that's okay that's cool like I've been there so many times where I've just let all my emotions get the best of me and you know what like I'm I've called in work and I'm like I'm not going like even like this year like there's been loads of times where unfortunately for me I've had a rough time and I've spiraled and I've needed a week off and I've taken some work like I'm not coming in for the week like I look back and I'm like okay if I was a business owner I'd be like well it's not really like that professional like I'm lucky that I, my company I'm very very supportive and I've been with them for eight years but if I was to start a new job and you know and I'd go through some hard times and I just go just text them and listen I'm not coming in for a week like they would look at that and be like well you know <laughs> sort of thing so I've, I've tried to learn to you know not let my emotions dictate my actions which is very very it's very very difficult it's very difficult. 
it's difficult when you're like full of energy and full of food, let alone when you're in that prep. 100%. Fuck me. This is like next level, literally next level. It really is. This shows that you just don't, you never 100% know, like, because obviously this is the first time we've spoken since that show, like, it just shows that you generally never know what is really going on sometimes. You don't. You know what, like, you don't see how people genuinely live their lives. Like, you see on Instagram, like, they go to these gyms and they're competing at this show and they're doing this and they're doing that. But behind all of that is like a real person going through real life shit like you know and that's obviously you don't advertise that and I think it's not that people don't want to advertise it but it's like how can you advertise the real you like how can you advertise like what really goes on with with life what sort of what what issues do you go through what situations do you go through like what experiences do you go through that's not to do with competing because most of it is like very personal and sometimes it's hard to put stuff out there like that because it's like it's a bit like not that you don't want to share it but in the same sense you don't want to share it to people who don't care you know yeah. not I everyone right so- that's that's just the harsh reality of it not everyone cares mm. like so it's so and I'm an overthinker as well like I overthink everything so yeah, I remember I put up a story because um, I was doing quite a lot of stories on that Wednesday as well, like just hyped with Joe, like just, you know, living out what we feel is our best lives. Like, you know, for us, it's our best lives. We're living our best lives together, competing together, you know. Um, and then the next thing I, I put up a story because I was just like, I don't want to talk to no one. Like it went from like being so high to so low. And I put up a story and, you know, I'm quite like a lot of people did message me and I, like I felt so like, oh, like so cared for, like shit, people like care about me all day. I'm like, sometimes you don't realise how many people are supporting you and how many people have got your back. Even people who don't talk to you, like talk to you on a daily basis, um, just ask me like, what's up and how, how, like, how am I? And, you know, if I need to talk to them and they're there and that really meant a lot and that kept and that pushed me forward a little bit to keep going like you know I've got people out there who you know we don't speak every day and we hype each other up on on comments and dms and stuff and and you know so it's like oh okay there's people there's people that still support your journey who don't make it known all the time that they support your journey so so that's also a little like push as well like you know I've got this I'm gonna do this I've got I've got people there and I didn't want to advertise like the exact reason of like why you know right now I can't can't really couldn't really communicate I just didn't have it in me to talk to people unfortunately during that time and um it's like and it's like how do you put something like that on Instagram like how do you just oh you know yeah this this has happened like it's not it's not something you know you really advertise or even put out there and and it's like as much as I wanted to let people know it's also not my news at the same time so it's not it's not really my news and I was feeling really like should I like there's a half of me that was like do I feel upset do I should I feel upset is it okay for me to feel upset like like this person 
you know, we didn't know each other for very long, for about three months, um, but we spent every Sunday together. Um, and we'd go for walks, we'd meditate. Um, she was suffering with mental health issues and I would and I would go and support her and be there the best I can and just, you know, just try and be a support system for her. So we didn't know each other for very long, but the period of time that we did know each other, it was very, very deep because it was very much like she would talk to me about all the issues that was going on inside of her head and I, and I would relate and I would tell her all the issues that were going on in my head too because yeah, I do suffer with mental health issues. Um, so we connected on that level. And I think when you connect with that on that level with someone, there's a bond, you know, because you you both know how it feels. You both and you're both open to telling each other how it feels and how your how your thought process is and why you think the way that you think sometimes. And you know that this person isn't gonna judge me because they think the same things too. Um, and it's like we come together to how can we help each other even if we don't know how to how, how can we well I used to go and see her every Sunday we'd we'd cook together we'd we'd like just sit and talk we would um, sometimes we'd just go for drives and we'd listen to podcasts and we'd just go for a drive and we do like all of these like positive mindful things together and I think it's that's the bit that kind of that was like also a routine for me mm. you know like I would do that every Sunday and now I'm like you know she's not struggling anymore and she is at peace and that is a beautiful thing in itself but at the same time it's like you kind of wish that they'd hung on a little bit tighter mm. and even like you know <laughs> big hug yeah I, I honestly like if I would have known this I generally I'm like I'm I would have said like don't do the podcast I would have been like just don't do it but the fact that you're doing it right now I'm like fuck me you're so strong for doing it you have so much like self-awareness and like to be able to do this and talk like this like Jesus Christ I would not be able to do this right now you know what like the way that I see it is other people are also going through so much in their life. And like, if I can just make one person want to speak up, then I feel like I've done a good thing in this world, mm. you know? And it's so hard to do a good thing in a, in a world that we're living in right now, mm. because very clouded with a lot of like, fake people, to be honest, you know? And as much as there's a lot of like support out there through social media and and stuff like that, it's also not very personal, that type of support. Like, yeah, you can send a DM and it and it means the world. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but at the same time, for someone who overthinks like I do, and I know there's a lot of other people out there who also overthink, I I'm like, I know you support me but do you really support me? Like, I think people are needed. I think at this point of like, uh, of the world and everything, I think everyone's trying, but everyone needs more than what we are 
putting out at the moment like the, the intent I think for people like the intention's good but I think everyone's got to the point where like they need they need something more they need like something deeper like because what yeah. what we're doing is not it's not hitting 100% I think that's like a collective thing I don't know if you agree with that I 100% I think and and do you know what it is as well like it's not that people don't want to support you but it's like how do you support someone mm. like everyone needs a different type of support within their life and if you don't know someone very well and you're just viewing their journey and it's like you on the other side of that is like you want to like you know dm them and be like good luck or like you smashed it and i'm rooting for you and whatnot and that means the world in itself but then also it's like it's only surface level right it's only on that on that surface so it's like how can you support someone more than that surface level especially if if you don't really know them because you can come in with the intentions of wanting to give them more but the other person could be like oh the other person has to then be in an agreement with that so they have to then open up to you in order for them to be able to support you more. And if you think that maybe they don't really want to support you, not because you don't think they're a nice person of all of that, but just because of your own mind telling you, oh, this person might not actually want to support you. Do you really want to share? Do you really want to open up? Do you really want to do this? And then have this person just like walk away, mm. whether it's mad or whatever, like whoever's trying to support you. So it's then you keep yourself more closed off, which then means you keep all your feelings, all your emotions, everything that you're going through inside. So then that support will always remain surface level unless you are both in agreement to open up to each other. You know, whether it's making a new friend, like a, a new a new girl mate, a new boy mate, relationships, you know. So then it becomes very, very difficult for for people to support you. But it's totally nails in the head there, like it's hard isn't it because I find as I find that I, I struggle with this line of how much do you open up on social media because you oh. have like that level I find so fucking hard so for me I like you I just shut down I don't know what else to do so I just go okay I don't I don't know what to do and I just tap out because I just I that is that what you've literally said is how I feel quite a lot and something that I still like just I just can't fucking nail it I just don't know I just don't know <laughs> it's hard it's hard and you know what like I I it depends on the thing like I will I've put quite a lot out there in terms of like parts of like my upbringing and you know some things that I've been through but even that I'm like I want to I want people to really know like who I am like on the inside like who is key on the inside like you can see what I'm like on the outside in the external right in this external world that we're living in in our reality like you can see that obviously I go to the gym and I compete and I have a job and I have a flat whatever right that's all external that's all just physical external like it's hard to show people who you really are on the inside mm. and and what your essence is and what your heart is, basically, because a lot of people don't want to put that out there. 
so it's like you end up only knowing people on a surface level on a on a on a physical level like what you what you see is how you end up knowing people but there's so much more to people than just their job or competing or whatever their hobbies are or whatever their interests are like there's so much deeper connections to people than that but it's like how do you break that barrier like how much do you give yeah um and it's funny actually like this is something that I've been kind of trying to learn especially in relationships I'm not gonna lie like I have never had a healthy relationship so for me like I don't date I don't it makes me feel weird like I don't I can't talk to a lot a lot of people I just I find it hard to open up anyway so like and when people talk to me like especially guys when they talk to me about like just random stuff I'm like no like I want to I want a connection like I want something deeper like what you're trying to ask I'm up to every day I'm at the gym like (laughs) I'm at the gym or I'm at work how you do you know what I mean I can't do small talk like I can do small talk to a degree I'm just like I think with like your work and my my work as well like I just, I, I can't, I can't, I just, I think maybe I'm getting old. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't have the same conversation a million and one times. I think my head's actually going to explode. I know. I get it all the time. Like, I work in a gym. I work in a commercial gym, which, like, so, like, and I've worked there for years. Like, everyone, everyone knows me for wealth. Like, literally, I started my career in that gym, right? when I, in 2014 so I've been there f- like for the company eight years but in that gym I've been on and off for, for a few years and everyone knows me but even so like it's mad like I've known people and I've seen people in there since I was like 17 oh. and we're still on the you're right you're right how's it going cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know eight years in my brother we're eight years in and I still don't know if you've got a wife and kids at home like (laughs) you know like but then there's some people who obviously I've known for that amount of time and I know their whole life story and they know mine and it's you either connect with people like in person you connect with people or you don't and like it's not like you don't want to connect to those certain people but if they're closed off it makes you closed off. If you're closed off, it makes them closed off. So now there's a barrier. There's a barrier between you. Like you and this person, whoever it may be, could be absolutely besties, right? But if you've already cut off the communication, then there's then it's always gonna stay. Hi, hi, how's it going? How's it been? Training going good? Well, you see me every day. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, it's so true though. Like relationships, my God. I've, I've, I don't know how I'm Joe's still with me after this fucking point all the time because I'm just like he just he's like I feel bad for him because I'm like you are literally dealing with like the first 25 years of my shit like and I, I can sense it sometimes and I'm like oh god oh god and sometimes like one time I've noticed it I'm like it's too late now you've done the stupid thing Jazz like you've just been an idiot or like yeah and I'm like oh great and that and and that is what makes I think relationships a lot harder nowadays. Like, there's so people come with so much baggage, mm. facts, 
like that is just facts everyone comes with so much baggage right so much trauma so many issues so much has happened to people within their lifetime that it gets hard to form a healthy connection it gets hard to form um you know a healthy relationship and it's like if you don't meet someone who is willing to open up and communicate and have a level of understanding or try to have a level of understanding into what makes you you and what makes you the way that you are and what and try to understand why you love the way that you love or why you receive love the way that you do then it's going to be an unhealthy relationship it's going to end toxic and it's going to break apart um and that's what I've learned from my relationship my previous relationships is that you both have to be no one has to be perfect like yo that's never going to happen right it's never going to happen we're always going to have shit Mm. like that's that's just how it is you have to just accept that you're always going to have shit like you and that and this person also has a lot of shit too Mm. but you have to come into a connection wanting to communicate wanting to understand and wanting to really see like who is this person why are they the way that they are why do they love the way that they love and if that person has some unhealthy traits which we all do because we're human is that person willing to my alarm went off um is that person willing to see that in themselves and then do they want to change for themselves not for you not for the connection but more for themselves like if you can meet someone who is very self-aware of like some of the toxic traits that they have and now and that on the road to you know changing and developing and growing as a person then obviously you guys can both come together but in the world that we live in right now it is very hard it's very hard um have you heard that five love languages you heard that yes i have um which one are you well two you know what i am still trying to discover that myself um i I said I just came out of a toxic relationship. I've been out of it for about five months now. So not very long, but we were together for nearly four years. We built a life together. We, we you know, lived together and, and whatnot. And um, it was toxic. It was toxic. And it was on both parts. I won't just say it was on, on one part. It was on both parts. Mm. It does take... Um, and at the, and I would say more towards the beginning of our relationship, the, the toxicity come from myself. I won't lie. It came from myself. Um, I'd been in a two abusive relationships before I met before I met my ex. Mm. Um, they were pretty rough, they were pretty bad. I won't go into too much detail. It might be for another time. but um, so when I got with my ex, I hadn't healed. I won't lie, I hadn't healed. And I didn't realise I hadn't healed. Yeah. Like, I thought I was fine. I was good. I was over it. I was cool. I was chilling. Um, and, you know, at first our relationship was, it was, there was no problems. It was fine. It was light. It was airy. And then, you know, the deeper you get into it, the more 
you see whether it's going to be a good relationship or a bad relationship, you know. Um, and it started to turn toxic early on, from mainly from myself. I was very much like, I found it very hard to love, uh, but I found it even harder to receive love. Mm. Uh, and for a long time, I thought, he didn't love me. Like, I just thought, you don't love me, you don't love me, you don't love me. And that's not because of him. That was just because of what I had been through. Mm. So I just, you know, at that point in time, I just, I thought this, like, you go into relationships with everyone goes into relationships with such different points of views I went into the relationship with my ex with the okay at some point he's gonna hit me and I need to be ready and that's not because he is that person he is definitely not that's because my previous relationship I had been here and it was physically verbally and emotionally abusive Mm. So I naturally went into this one with my guards up and knowing, okay, if he comes at me, I'm gonna I've gotta be ready this time. I'm not you know. And obviously I look back and I'm thinking, Key, why did you do that, man? Like are you your brother, you're not okay. Like you and- it's a natural it's a it's a natural response though. Like it's it's not it's not original in the actual if you think back to like what has happened previously. Like, if you know that you're going to touch that door and you're going to get burnt every time, you're not going to fucking burn, you're not going to touch the door because you know you're going to get, you, in your head, you, if you, you've been burnt 5,000 times. The 5,001 time, you're probably going to get burnt. So, like, I completely can appreciate, because I was very much, like, on my guard with Joe, like, in a more, like, emotional, I guess the more, like, emotional, more mental way with him, where, like, I'd be ready for an argument. I'd be ready to defend myself. And I'd be like, don't talk like anything. I was like, <laughs> I would go on it. And Joe's like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, I, would ha- I had my gut, because I was used to being in the house and being around people where like, it was a normal thing to always argue. It was always a thing to always like, have to defend yourself and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Like, so I completely, it's hard. Because now you look back, you're like, oh. But in the moment, it seems like the most rational thing to protect yourself. like you know what I will say this a hundred times over I would do that relationship all over again for the outcome that it gave me because although it was very toxic and obviously no one wants to experience that it taught me a lot about myself Mm. and it also taught me a lot about what I would like from a relationship which I actually didn't know before mm-hmm. but I didn't know I didn't know it you know like sometimes you just you you go into you know especially especially like no one teaches you how to be in a relationship yeah no one te- like, where, where do you like where do you go like I I was raised in foster care and then I got adopted at eight so my my foundations of relationships they're already fucked they're out the window oh you know, from a young age, I was like begging for my mum to stay in my life. Like that was my that was my first relationship. Like my dad walked out when I was three, so I'm like, okay, I'm used to people walking out. Um, that's 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 okay. Um, so that for me formed a codependency, mm. and uh, that's you know I've started to realise that now going going to therapy and doing a lot of self work and I write a lot as well. 
Um, but so yeah, if your if your foundations with relationships are already rocky, they're already broken. No one's there to to tell you different. Like that's what that's all you know. That type of love from a childhood is all you know. The way that you're treated as a child is all you know. So then you automatically go into any relationship, any whether it's friendship, even work, like work colleagues, any sort of relationship, you go in the only way that you know how to. Yeah. Unless telling you key jasmine girls you need to do that differently <laughs> you know and then you, you gotta be doing you gotta be acting like this girl so we'll just sit it is both down and i'm like right girls come on <laughs> come on girl you gotta be doing this come on that's like really really you're gonna be doing it you're gonna be doing this how long are you gonna be doing this for wait when you gonna wake up <laughs> you know <laughs> So for people that don't know, by the way, the five love languages, they are, you can be a mixture of all of these, by the way, but I've just searched it on Google because I thought maybe people would know. So five love languages, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. They are the five love languages. And I would say for me, I think it's words of affirmation and physical touch for me, if I had to say two. You know what? I'm moving more into the physical touch. I used to be words of affirmation, mm. uh, but also very used to be like quite emotionally cut off. So like before, like I wasn't a cuddly person. Like don't touch me, <laughs> don't, don't, don't like literally. Um, I like people used to go hug me, but like, yeah. But now I'm like, girl, come, come, give me a hug, like, <laughs> hug me, please. I need affection right now. <laughs> it's I got Joe to do this quiz. I was like, do this fucking quiz. Tell me what your love language is. And like, we are polar opposites. I'm like, of course, we're fucking polar opposites. I was like, great. So for him, it's acts of service. Like, if I do something for him, it's like the best thing in the world. But it's, and he like, he like, he doesn't receive gifts, but he gives gifts. So I'm just like. We're just so funny because we have to constantly like communicate to each other because we just get it's like the puzzle doesn't align all the time. We're both trying, but it's just like not getting there. And it's just literally, I literally try to like push my hands together, girls. Um, for everyone's like, what's the visual that they're doing right now? Um, so yeah, it's really funny with me and Joe because like we have to kind of like push past and go like, okay, what's that person doing? Okay, what's that person doing? It's just like, oh my god it does it becomes so difficult like and if you don't know your love language like that's also okay like it doesn't you shouldn't have a relationship or you shouldn't try to have a relationship because that's what those relationships are gonna make you realize what your love language is if you just if you know if you feel like oh I don't know my love language oh okay I shouldn't get into a relationship I'm not gonna get into a relationship I'm just gonna stay single you're not going to learn your love language. You're not going to discover your love language. Yeah. You know, you need to, like, not that you need to, but in order for you to discover that, first, 100% love yourself because you girls are the shit, right? And then secondly, know that it's okay to not know your love language. Yeah. Tell signs um, of if relationships going to be healthy or not. You know, right at right at the beginning, there's there's tell signs, there's little there's little things 
Um, and that's just from my experience from I recently started dating a guy, like, not, I say not recently, like, not even dating, we was just talking. Um, but it didn't last very long. Yeah. I was like, um, just because he was very much in and out, right? Like, he was very much consistent, then not consistent. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> you know, like, consistency is very key you know and it's not like you don't have to rush into anything but if someone can't be on a consistent level that probably your relationship probably won't be a healthy one mm. you know little signs that that say like even if you're not sure of your love language and you're trying to um and you would like to be in a relationship then you just got to be conscious of like you know what is it that you require from a connection mm. and also um, like, talking about it as well like for me and joe like there was a period where it was just like constant like battlehead 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 but like neither of us had like said to each other actually like what we want what we need like so for me and joe it was like he was like you don't do enough around the house da, 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 da. like because for him acts of service is a big thing whereas for me i'm like yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, if there's a plate on the fucking side, get over it. I just weren't bothered. Like, it weren't as big as a thing. Whereas for him, it was a big thing. And that was a massive, like, thing back and forth, back and forth for ages until we actually sat down. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, this is actually a really, really, really big thing for him. Whereas, like, my stuff, like, was a really, really big thing for me. So, yeah, sometimes you have to, like, it's sometimes talking it out. Because we, I don't think either me or Joe knew what I love language like words. I think I've looked into a bit more than what Joe has. But yeah, for him, I've definitely realized it's acts of service all the all, all the way. If I do if I do stuff around the house, it's like he's like the happiest like boy on the planet. Whereas oh, like, I try and give him like attention, he's just like, okay, yeah. He would he'll do it because he knows it's a lot it, it means more to me, but he's just like, yep, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what when, now? When you put the bin out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my bitch face like I'm, I'm, but that's that foundation of communication and you've got that you both ha- are on that level that the same wavelength of wanting to figure each other's love languages out like you want that do you know what I mean whereas when I was with my ex like even though I started off the toxic one it there's he was also very very toxic back towards me and in the end like receiving that back I was like Mm, I want to like in the end I was like I need to go to therapy like there's like some of the stuff that he would say to me would make me think oh okay I'm the problem I'm the issue how do I fix myself that's basically what, what it was like okay I have all of these problems I'm unstable I'm not right in the head how do I fix myself let me go therapy so I started going therapy and because um, I wanted, I didn't want to be, so all the things that he was saying to me, I won't go into it, but all the things that he used to say to me, I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. All the things you're telling me, you're telling me I'm, I'm like this, that, and the other. Okay, I don't, mm, I don't want to be that. Like, that's what I want to be. Like, wait, that's how you see me? Really? Shit, shit. Okay. I think knowing as well that deep down you're not that person they're saying, but there is that disconnect and you're like, oh, I need to like, realign this pathway because there's like there's been a cut point and I think that's with me where I was like I don't want to keep being this person anymore and that's for me where there's flip like I've been in and out of therapy like for quite a few years like decades I'd say like but 
I think for me, I started it again. When was it that I started it again? April, May time. And like, I've even said to this woman, I was like, just no, just so you know, I was like, this is going to be a long-term thing. And it got me thinking about like, you know, the culture that we're in. In American culture, it's kind of like seen as like the like thing. It's like, yeah, you have, it's just, everyone has a therapist. It's just a normal thing. But for us, it just seems to be this like, pardon? I think everyone should have a therapist. Mm. 100%. Like, life is hard to cope with anyway, you know, just by yourself. Like, and and so, and this is, this is like, you know, the, the turning point for my previous relationship. Like, we so wanted it to work, like, and we were trying, but in the process of trying, we were just hurting each other even more. Like, I started to go to therapy. I started to see what I needed to work on, where I was going wrong, what I needed to do to help heal my past traumas and how to cope with my emotions and how to communicate better and whatnot. And in the process of doing that, it made me see sort of our relationship for what it was. And it got to a point where, like, it was so unhealthy my best friend joe she had to take me out of the country like she took me to spain she was like i need to take you out like you can't keep doing this it's it's really bad key mm. and i was like yeah no it's like it's gonna be fine like it's all right it's gonna be fine and she was like no like we need to go so she took me to spain i come back and i just fell straight back in i fell straight back into that relationship and i think it was more for the fact that like I think it got to a point where it's like you were saying that you wanted to work this whole time, right? This whole time you're saying that I'm the one with the issues, I'm the one with the problems. And although, yeah, you are correct, don't get it twisted like you are, but I've gone off and and I'm doing what I can to become a better version of myself, to heal parts of myself, which I didn't even want to look at. And you're still coming at me with the same energy. Mm -hmm. You're at me exactly the same if not worse I'm like rah like hang on a minute like I thought we were on this journey together I thought we were both you know going to do this and help heal ourselves individually and you know come back together as as a stronger unit so our relationship didn't completely just vanish Mm. right that's four years like it's it's a lot right um and obviously, and in the end, like he actually turned around and he was like, "Yeah, no, you know what? Like, I don't need therapy, so I'm not gonna go." Um, but yeah, I still want this to work. And I was like, "Oh my god, what? Why?" I'm like, "Well, you know, I just think that it's probably just not going to work." <laughs> like I was like, "Yeah, this is not. We can't continue this because it's not getting any better." It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And at some point, it's going to it's gonna get to the point of, like, I think being physically abusive. Like, it wasn't quite at that level, but it wasn't all so far off. Mm. And I was like, mm, we can't keep doing this. Like, we are genuinely hurting each other for, for what purpose? Like, we say we love each other, but we're not coming together we're not like I'm trying to communicate with you you say you're trying to communicate with me but our communication isn't even there and it's like 
there's what are we holding on to really more of the idea of what we could have been rather than what we could be mm. and you let go and realize that okay you know what I'm not a bad person you're not a bad person like we just weren't good together and we brought out the worst in each other and sometimes that's really hard to want to accept especially when you when you love when you loved someone yeah. you know but it, it brought me to who I am right now um so for that I'm very I'm very thankful and I'm very grateful how you know. do you feel like you're prepped because in these sort of situations you find that either bodybuilding will help you mm. it will mask it or it won't help you so it is I it will it will help you it will mask it it might delay you dealing with something or it won't help at all where on that spectrum do you feel like preppers what has prep played in this year for you and what has prep played for you like right now as well in that process because I think when you are in that prep headspace I think it is a lot of a it's a lot deeper headspace than what probably people give it credit for like you are in a very I feel like it kind of taps like a different part of your head that you can't access unless you're in prep does that make sense 100% you know what prep saved me it saved the shit out of me I'm not gonna lie to you if it wasn't for prepping and concentrating on these competitions, I don't know where I'd really be right now. Cause it was it was a bit it was a bit touch and go for a little while. Like mm-hmm. especially at the beginning of like this year, like I didn't want to be alive, to be honest. Um so prep for me, like the way that I look I look at prep and like competing is like okay so it changes the outside of you and it helps you become mentally stronger it helps you become more disciplined it gives you a really good structure in terms of like you know eating healthy food like nutritious foods getting my water in every day like and those are really important factors that will help to kind of keep your mind somewhat stable, right? Like our body, we need food and water, right? So, but you have to think about what you're putting in, like the types of food that you're putting in. Um, So if you're putting in fast foods, takeaways and all that, that's going to transfer, you're going to feel shit, which means your mind's going to feel shit. So it's going to be a continuous spiral. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're already dealing with depression, anxiety and other mental health issues and you're then fueling your body with food that is temporary, feel good, that, you know, releases those short-term endorphins, you're going to go around in a a circle and you're going to chase that short-term sort of gratification in itself whereas like I looked at prep like okay for me this is going to help me get to where I want to go it's going to keep me very grounded it's going to keep me very structured um how can I then transfer that to my mental health how can I take that discipline how can I take that sort of 
structure that prep has and how can I apply that to the way that I process my feelings, the way that I think, the way that I feel, how can I, you know, use the skill set from prep to to help better myself. Mm. So for me, it really did save me. Um, I don't know who I would, who who or where I, or what what would have happened to me genuinely if I didn't have prep. And that also actually made me sit there and think, you know what, that's kind of actually sad, like in a in a sense because. I completely lost myself 100 I lost myself after that relationship and what what I went through I I come out of it and I was just a shell there was nothing inside of me I was numb I didn't enjoy anything I didn't enjoy my job I didn't enjoy going out I just there was nothing there was nothing inside of me but I love the structure of prep and the stability that it does for me anyway, the stability that it provides me and it keeps me very grounded. So I feel like I'm at my best when I'm when I'm on prep, to be honest. Um, so yeah. It's funny, someone asked me um on that anonymous like message thing, like what's the favorite thing about the industry? And I said something very similar to you. I was like, I don't what did I actually put? Hang on, I'm not gonna like paraphrase it. But yeah, in terms of like it's saving you. Um oh wait. Sorry, I'm just trying to go from my Instagram story and it's just all dogs. This is why I just <laughs> is it? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I said um it saved me from being a person I really I didn't really want to be. And it showed me that I am capable of more than what I originally thought. And it's very true that I do feel like it saved me in a way. Because I, I don't I don't I wouldn't like to think about her. I, I, when I got into bodybuilding, I was very, I would class myself as very fucking broken and very lost. Just mm. drink myself into oblivion. Be like, it's fine. I'll just keep being the party animal. It'll be fine. <laughs> and actually it won't. So I, yeah, I can relate to a lot of that. Relate to a lot of that. It's mad, really. Like, the stability that a prep can provide you, but then on the flip side, it can also take a lot of stability away from you. Yeah. Like I did a, um, when I was prepping last year towards the end of like, I wanted to do three shows last year and I only ended up doing two. Um, And there was like, there was a lot of factors surrounding why I didn't do my third one. But one of them was genuinely because I'd become so mentally unstable through like just my relationship but also how harsh prep was last year like it it was a harsh prep last year and it got me to the point where I was like I just couldn't function as a human being like I couldn't make decisions I wasn't hungry I was like three weeks out and I was like I can't eat I feel sick and it just goes to show you that there's so many points of views and so many different journeys that people take away from from going through a prep mm. that never the same and even for one individual for for myself for you for you know everyone who is prepping out there every prep is not the same yeah and I think that that in itself has made me learn to adapt and to change 
in the present moment you know that's really helped me like okay so this isn't going the way that I thought it would go or this has happened and now my emotions are up here and now I'm not enjoying it but da, 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 you know so it really does you know make you realize that you just have to take every day as it comes and that's what I've been doing this year in terms of prep like just concentrating on the next day rather than the next week or the next two weeks or the next month or the next year yeah. like I have not in a year like yeah, I've got a little six-year plan and whatnot but at the same time I'm like oh, I'm just gonna go with the flow I'm just gonna yeah. see what's happening like see that. what's you know yeah I love that like people ask me um what you plan next year what you doing I was just like I get, I get it has to be this very, like, goal-setting thing. Oh, and then you drop a bloody mug. That would not have been good. Um, it's my favourite mug. It's my big-ass mug, so that would oh. have been traumatic. Um, but, yeah, it's like, what? yeah, I think there is a space to kind of, exactly what you said, it's like just go with the flow. Like, I don't, I'm not missing Meg. Like, I don't know what's fucking up the next year. Like, I don't know where my headspace is going to be at next year. It's like, sometimes you have to look at the day-to-day stuff as much as like these long-term things because the, I feel like the day-to-day stuff is that it's the little nitty-gritty bits which I actually think are even like more important so I love that you said about going with the flow because I'm very much with you on that I think there's I think that's what's missing a bit in bodybuilding it's just going with the flow a bit and stop trying to plan every single fucking thing it's like just oh, let it be do you know what I mean that's do you know what you just the thing is you enjoy it so much more then like going, okay, I'm gonna do this comp and I wanna place here and everything I ha- everything I do from here on out is only concentrating on this one factor of me stepping on stage. And like I've been like that, like my my first or second my first and second comp I ever done, like I was just nothing but prep, 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 prep. Like everything was just prep all the time. And that's all I was thinking about. But now, like, I don't even think about prep as prep. Like, it's just, I wake up, I check in, I'm going to eat my breakfast. What am I going to, like, I go to work, I'm going to train today. Like, you, I just, you, I think you need to learn to live in the present moment. And I think it will also help you try and, like, like, if you're someone who struggles to control their emotions as well, like I am, it will also help you learn to control your emotions mm. and 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 it will also kind of teach you how to when to feel what you should feel if that makes sense mm-hmm. which but it's like in the end like when I was in Budapest I was like right okay today is show day right now everything else I need to let go and I just need to live in this present moment and feel what I should feel in this present moment and if that is excited girl let's come let's go be excited you know this what how how does this experience actually make you feel instead of feeling upset or angry at the world or annoyed because of external factors that you couldn't control that you had no idea was going to happen how how like cool you can feel those but feel them later because right now you're allowed to feel happy and you're allowed to feel excited and you're allowed to enjoy your day and don't feel guilty about doing that. You know, there's, there's... Yeah, it's allow, allow it. 
you're allowed. You're allowed to be upset. You're allowed to be mad. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to be excited, ecstatic. Like whatever it is that you feel, you're allowed to feel it. Of course, you're allowed to feel it. Mm. But sometimes, like, you don't allow yourself to. So that's why you end up getting all muddled up inside. Like, I was getting all muddled up inside because I wanted to be happy and excited. And I felt bad for doing that because I felt like, of course, I'm upset. Of course, it hurts. Of course, my heart had just broken. Like, how could it not, you know, when 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 you get that type of news? But at the same time, it's like, right now, I also want to be in the in the moment and I want to experience this for the real feelings that I have for it and not transfer those feelings into this. Like at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, if I still, if I, if those sad feelings are still there when I get home, I can sit, I can cry about it. I can get my bestie to come hug me and, and we can, and we can just, I can cry it out and she'll just hold me, you know? Um, but if I get in and I'm still feeling buzzed and I'm still feeling excited and I'm still feeling happy over the whole experience, then I'm going to feel that too. I'm going to allow myself to feel that. And I'm not going to tell myself, no, you can't feel this. You should now feel sad because it's over and done with, or you should now feel sad because you was feeling sad before. So you should feel sad now. Like, no, like you just have to be okay with feeling what you feel. Mm. And I mean, like, what you really feel, not what you think you should feel. I think that's the hardest part. I'm writing that down, so I think that might be my title. Uh. <laughs> we haven't even covered the reason why you are on the podcast, technically. Like, technically. We're going to, like, the core root of this shit, right? So, Kiwi won the Compact Classic overall. And started out in the bikini class, got moved, and she nearly, nearly, nearly didn't even bloody step on stage if it wasn't for the girl who won the compact classic before her, which was Molly. I have found this all out later. Um, so yeah, that was a very it was a very it's funny, it's a funny moment because it's for me, it's like there were so many things on that day where everyone was like already it. The stars were already aligning, but I didn't realise they were already aligning. And it was just a very, like, special mm-hmm. moment. So you got moved into the wellness class. Yeah. And ended up winning the overall, mate. So that's actually how it went, because by winning the overall, Keely actually won a sponsorship with Little with- Old Man, So. I know, I know. Honestly, I'm still, like, I'm st- my sword is right there. And I'm like, shit. Like, it still, I'm like, it still baffles me. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't, I'm not taking it in. I don't know how to take it in. I'm not taking it in. Like, people still congratulate me. And they're like, oh, my God, you won that show the other day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was me. Mate, you got added to the WhatsApp group this week. Is it still not hit you? No, you know what? I was so fangirling over Alison, right? I'm not shitting you. I, I literally was like, when Alison like sent a message, like whatever, like welcome, welcome ladies, love us. I was like, oh my God, Alison does this too. Oh my God, oh my God, what the fuck? Oh my God. 
And then I was like, nah, is that actually her? And I'm not, I went, I went to see Joanna because I see Joe about everything. Like I'm always with her. And I went and I was like, listen, yeah, I got added to the compact group chat. Guess who's in there? She was like, who? I was like, Alison. Alison is in there. She was like, no way, no way. I was like, yeah. And then we clicked on her profile picture and I was like, look at those glutes. She is phenomenal. We were so fat girlies. She was like, Key, you're borderline stalker. I was like, no, I'm, I'm not gonna message her. Like, hi. <laughs> you know what though? Like, Alison is everything and more. If I say anything, anyone goes, hey, what, what's Alison like? She's everything and more you think she is. She's amazing. I can, I can imagine. I'm I was when I got added, I was like, I can't wait to meet everyone. Like, I can't wait for all of us to be in a room somehow, like just chilling, talking, vibing. When the girls like, were like, who was it? Carrie and Phoebe put, I think Alice, not Alice and Helen as well. Welcome to the best team. I literally sent them a message being like, invoice in the post, babes. <laughs> Man, it was so cute. And also, I appreciated that you did a Friends-related GIF. Like, when you did that, I was like, okay, she's cool. She's cool. She, she's she's going to... I would like, fine. Honestly, I was like, I'm, I'm a gift girl. I'm telling you, I can have a whole conversation just sending gifts. I do it to Harry all the time. He gets... And you know what, like, he sends them back. And that's how I know you're my type of people, right? If we can have a full-blown conversation with nothing but gifts, that's it. We're besties. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just the gifts. Like, I am a walking gift. I'm not going to lie. I love them. Oh, my God. I've just seen this one. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'm just sending you this one because it's the one that caught my eye. <laughs> I don't know why. It looks like Mr. Bean. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. That is me all the time. I'm. I just. I'm. I'm a. <laughs> whenever like I'm really excited, I'm just like dancing around, yeah. dancing in. <laughs> so we're doing FitX finals this week, aren't we? Yes, no. we are X finals. I'm so excited. So excited. Honestly, I can't wait. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really good show. I think it's so. Gonna be- I think it'll be a good show. What else have you got planned? Do you've done? Hang on, we got. We did two bros in September, FitEx, Budapest, mm-hmm. finals. You did tell me what the other plans were, but I haven't got my notes up. <laughs> so I'm doing um NF. NF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing that on Sunday. Um. And then I might be flying out to yeah. Alicant. Yeah, I soon. I'm. I've got I'm, the notes are up now. We good. We good. Well, today. That one's. Um. It's on the cards, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. Just because I don't know. I just like to go with the flow. Like I. I it's not booked, but it's in my. It's in my thoughts. Yeah. You know. Um. But I. The season's not done yet. The season's not done yet. That's yeah. that's what. If it's not Alicante, it's, it's it's gonna be another one. Like the the season, I've got I've got some fuel left still, still fuel. So fuel the tank. Yeah, yeah. There's still still a little satisfied side in there. <laughs> so you should usually. I think Holly gave you the emails. I hope that you know what's coming next. But you think you pretty much already grasped what makes you not just be king or anyway, but. 
Katie, what makes you not just a bikini girl apart from being a badass bitch? Listen, right, I was going to bed thinking of this question, right? <laughs> when I tell you I'm an overhead girl, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I was like, not just a bikini girl. What makes me not just a bikini girl? What makes me not just a bikini girl? I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> I know my love language, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I barely just learned my love language. God damn it. Now I have to discover who I am with one night so I can answer this question. Jesus. <laughs> In all honesty, I, I really can't answer it. And that's not because... I don't want to, obviously. Right, off the team. Deleting your thought what's that group. That's it. Done. All right. Please take me back. <laughs> um it's generally because, guys, I'm I'm still discovering myself. You know, I'm still on this this self-love, self-growth journey. Um and for a long time, I just didn't know who I was outside of like the fitness industry. Like I've worked in the gym for eight years, PT, online coach, all that jazz and it, and competing. And it got to the point where I was like, I actually don't like, I didn't, I got to the point where I didn't enjoy online coaching anymore or personal training. And I wanted a career change. Um, and I was like, okay, if I don't enjoy all of this anymore, I was like, well, who am I then? Like, who is key without all of this, without, you know, a job, without being someone's friend, without being a competitor, without, you know, being on social media? Like, who is key, really? And who I am is honestly someone who's trying to find herself. Like, that's that's who I am right now. I'm, I'm just trying to find who I am, what makes me happy in life, what makes me feel at peace. Um, and actually one of the ways that I've, I've tried to discover myself is actually through writing poems. So I write, some, I write poems, I write a lot about how I feel um, and I get that all out. But yeah, I mean, I'm an overthinker. That's who I am. I'm an overthinker. I'm very loud. I'm very sometimes in your face, but then I'm very introverted as well. Like I can shut myself away and just not want to be seen by the world. Like, yeah, there's there's multiple versions of me that I'm I'm gonna try and display to you guys. <laughs> if you don't follow Keely already, then you need to watch this podcast. But like. If you read some of her captions, they're fucking sick. Like, you'll start to see a bit of that side of Keely, which I just think is like, I don't know, it's just, you'll get you'll get exactly what I mean when I tell you just to go on her captions and really stop and sit and read them. Because I just feel like, I just feel like I need you to write my co- captions, mate, because I'm I'm just not as creative. I'm just oh. like, I know you're dyslexic as well, but I'm just like, nah. I, I will write your captions. I, sorry. You know what it is, right? I I enjoy writing the captions more than I like uploading the photo. Interesting. Sound the opposite. Really? Yeah. I love like I want people to like my photo for the caption. Like if I wrote a good caption, like sometimes obviously I post like other stuff with like they're not like deep captions all the time. Yeah. 
But if there's a deep caption in my head, I'm like, I really hope you like my caption. <laughs> I mean, sometimes like I just can't seem to articulate what I, what's in my head, like outwards. Whereas like, I, if, I could, if I could, I'd probably just post like loads of photos without any captions, but then people would be like, what the hell? This isn't like Facebook where you can add to your album. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's the only place I feel like you can get away with it. I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> but I like, we clicked instantly when we first spoke. And I know, I was just telling you my whole life story <laughs> in our first conversation. <laughs> But I, I'm I I just can't I'm so I'm always lost for words when I, I when I for like I speak to you because I have so much admiration and respect, especially for you doing this podcast, especially what's happened last week. Like you don't I don't think you give yourself enough credit for like actually how strong you are and to be able to, you know, talk about these things and articulate them. I a hundred percent know that so many girls are going to stop rewind play this again and actually really take a lot from this because this is why I do the podcast it's for people like you and to share that sort of stuff because it's it is going so much deeper than just the person on the stage like we spoke the tiniest bit about like prep but it's like real life stuff that I think so it's it's normalizing mental health as, as well which you know I'm a big advocate on so yeah I hope you did enjoy this podcast babe I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. honestly it's a very it's, it's a very lovely experience to be on here with you and honestly I would tell you my whole life story I don't know what it is but when I spoke to you that first time it was just coming out and I was like oh in my head I was like key stop rewind backtrack hold up skirt and then my mouth was like no it's safe just keep speaking it's safe keep talking <laughs> but isn't it it's so true what you say that you, if you think about you know the conversation that we had we you what well, you still haven't had that conversation with the guy that you've known for eight years and it is cutting through the crap cutting through the small talk and actually having like real life conversations it's like it's today it was refreshing to be honest mate it was fucking refreshing I, I loved it I loved every moment of our first conversation I was like I love Jasmine so much already <laughs> She's going to get sick of me. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just waiting for the friend-related gifs to start popping through my WhatsApp, to be honest. I'm just waiting for that. That way. It's got to be like a smooth transaction. You know, I'm going to slide in there smoothly so like we can start off our like gift war. <laughs> oh, I love that. But yeah, I will going to leave Keely's diesel down below. But if you haven't taken away from this podcast, you are absolutely mental. You need to listen to it again because even from listening to Keely like yeah special ma'am appreciate you thank you thank you so much for, ha for having me honestly it's been an absolute pleasure i've enjoyed every moment of it so thank you man you should do your own podcast man what nah yeah nah maybe we'll just blow you up we can be like we can be we can present it together <laughs> I, I would actually sometimes love to co-host something with someone because sometimes i'm like i'd love to just look at someone and go Okay, what do you know? Like, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, can you help so me out? Look, the dogs have all been chilling. Oh, yes. oh babies. Oh, they're so cute. That fucking twat, though, licked off her plaster wound this morning. What? No. I went to have a shower for five minutes. I come downstairs, it's just fucking hanging off her like a, like a, like a flap. And I'm like, 
what the fuck oh. he does. I call the vets and I was just like, ah, we just left the wounds off. The but I always find just put the keep the cone on her. I'm like, I haven't got a fucking cone on her because this bitch hates putting cones on her. They're like, oh, okay, you need you need to really watch her. I was like, I went to the shower. I literally I've left her for five minutes to shower. Dogs are like having kids. Oh, I want them so bad, mate. He's the only <laughs> kid I need in my life. Have a house and some dogs. I'm not gonna lie, that's a goal of mine. It might not seem like a lot, but you know what? For oh. me, love a nice, cute little house, nothing too big, but a big garden for the dogs because they need they need to run about. Do you know what they so. like with a dog? You know, it's a hundred percent unconditional love. One hundred percent. They don't care. They like, they don't judge you for your past. They don't care. They literally don't give a toss. They just. Oh. I know they just love you unconditionally. Dogs are the way, man. Dogs are literally like, what's going on? Oh, babe, thank you so much for this. <laughs>